Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Just a quick thing before we begin today's podcast. Are unpleasant symptoms of digestion getting you down? Bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, indigestion, IBS, bowel dysfunction, SIBO, colitis? Well, We are now accepting new applications for our group physiotherapy program. To learn more, go to ecophysio.com forward slash group and submit an application and we will get in contact with you once we receive it to see if it's a good fit for our program. Thank you everybody for joining us this week. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about autoimmune and specifically specifically alopecia. My guest today is Lisa Taylor. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So I figure the best place for us to start is perhaps tell us a little bit about you, give us a little bit of context of, you know, your background, and uh, then we will dive right in. Of course. Thank you. Um, So I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, uh, and I have a bit of a healing journey myself, which is kind of how I got to where I am today. Uh, In 2016, I lost 90% of the hair on my head to a massive autoimmune-induced alopecia areata flare. So alopecia areata, for those that don't know, is an autoimmune disease. It comes in various forms, areata being the most common, um, but essentially it causes inflammation at the hair follicle, which causes hair to fall out and or not be able to grow. And so my hairdresser found my first bald spot. I had no idea. She was like, oh, it's alopecia. It's stress induced. It'll go away. It'll grow in. Had never heard of it before, of course, and was quite freaked out. Um, And I booked an appointment with my family doctor. And by the time I saw her, I had a few other spots kind of come up along my hairline. And she confirmed, yes, alopecia areata. Of course, I asked her, like, you know, what is causing this? And really, you know, my family doctor, all she could tell me was, oh, it's autoimmune. It's genetic. And I'm like, okay. She's like, the treatment is steroid injections in your scalp. Sounded fun. Um, She's like, you have to see a dermatologist in order to get those. So I booked the appointment with the dermatologist. You know, I had to wait a few weeks to get in with her. And I just continued shedding. Like I was literally filling garbage bag or garbage cans full of hair after every shower. I think by the time I finally got in with the dermatologist, I'd lost probably 70 to 80% of the hair on my head. And I have super thick hair, so it was quite significant. Um, and she actually told me, no, you can't even get the steroid injections because you have so much hair loss. Like it just wouldn't be the right approach. So um, take Rogaine or put Rogaine on your head instead, which is, is a topical hair loss solution. Um, And, you know, I asked her as well, like, what is going on in my body? Like, why is this happening? She kind of just same sort of answer, genetic autoimmune, like, we don't know. Um, And I just was not satisfied with that. I uh, was like, you know, 
I get that it's genetic and there's a genetic component. I get that it's autoimmune, but like what is actually happening inside my body? And of course, not always advisable, but in this case, it was positive. I went down the Google rabbit hole and I came on the, came onto this notion of naturopathic medicine, which I had never, you know, encountered before in my life. Um, you know, things like getting to the root cause of your autoimmune disease, like what is actually driving, you know, the autoimmune. And it really resonated with me. And so on a whim, I just booked the appointment with a naturopath. Um, and she literally changed my life. She really kind of helped me heal my gut. She helped me remove food sensitivities that were, you know, contributing to inflammation in my body and ultimately my leaky gut. And she helped me make some lifestyle changes to start reducing my stress. You know, up until then I'd been a young professional working in a corporate advertising job, like really, really go, go, go high stress, like, you know, kind of a party girl, like living downtown, eating out you know, drinks after work to unwind, like just not really taking care of myself. Um, but not really even realizing I wasn't taking care of myself, like just living life and being that young kind of corporate mindset of, you know, sleep when you're dead. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, she really made me, those changes really made me realize like, okay, what, how we live and, and what we eat absolutely makes a difference in, in our health. And, you know, I started to see regrowth on my scalp fairly quickly. Um, it's all kind of blurry now, but I think within a few months of making some diet changes. And um, I think even more amazing to me though, than like the regrowth of, of my hair, which my husband had actually bicked my head. Um, because it was just so severe prior to this. So I was going in completely shaved head. Um, the, the most amazing part to me was like all these chronic symptoms that I had been dealing with for years. And by dealing with, I mean, like ignoring and hoping they would go away <laughs> was, you know, they disappeared like chronic constipation, chronic psoriasis, chronic insomnia. Like I was always bloated. I used to leave work looking like four or five months pregnant every day and just think I ate too much. Like, you know, and it's funny because in hindsight, like in hindsight, I didn't even really realize I felt like such crap until I felt better. Um, and of course, in hindsight, those were all, you know, warning signs from my body for years trying to tell me they didn't necessarily like how I was living and, and how I was treating it. And, you know, my body asking for help. And I think that was like, a big, huge aha moment for me. It's like, okay, our bodies are constantly communicating with us. Um, and I'll, all this to say long, long story, but you know, my journey really, really inspired me to want to help others, empower others with autoimmune disease to heal their bodies and, and reclaim their health using healthy food and lifestyle as, as I have, cause it, you know, it absolutely is possible to, you know, help the body find balance and heal. Um, and I'm just, you know, really excited to, to be in a position where I can now use my story to hopefully help others. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, I'm curious about a couple of, uh, things, Please. one of which is when you met with your naturopath and you're yes. going through your history and you're talking about your lifestyle and your foods, like, um, you know, 
did you go at everything all at once or was it like, let's focus in on the most immediate things first. And like, I'm curious about how they went about helping you sort of come to your realization. I mean, somebody can say you should exercise more and, and and intellectually we know, Oh, I should exercise. It's good for my health, but to embody that knowing that, you know what, I really need to make a change with respect to this. And then it's like, how do I actually begin to do that? Because, you know, based on what you were saying, like eating, not sleeping, corporate, uh, you know, major corporate stressful job. I mean, you know, people might be like, what, you want me to quit my job? Right? Like, you you know, so I'm, I'm curious about how they were able to work with those elements or like how, how did you go about making the changes and like helping them stick? Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of one thing at a time. And I think what, I think there's a couple of things, like, first of all, being a bald woman is a very strong motivator, right? Like it's, you know, I wanted my hair back so badly that I would pretty much have done anything. I'm also like total type A, like, get it done. How do I do this? I want to fix it. I want to control it. So there's those elements that I think play into it. Like I was all about, you know, doing the exploration, doing the research, you know, my naturopath was kind of the catalyst, but I didn't actually get enough of what I needed from her. And that's really what I think inspired me to be the health coach, become a health coach is like that hand holding element that I wanted so badly you know, learning how to navigate a newly gluten-free diet, a newly dairy-free diet, like all of these changes that I had to make, I kind of did on my own. And I think certain personality types are, it's way more easier for um, than others. And so I wanted to fill that gap for people because I know, you know, naturopathic doctors, they don't have time for that to be holding your hand through, you know, they're amazing and they serve a purpose, but I think health coaches are really that kind of hand-holding Um, piece of the puzzle. And then I think what kept me going and what I see keeps my clients going is like, they start to feel better and they start to go, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that this is what quality sleep feels like. This is what regular poops feel like. Like this is what, you know, feeling good, generally healthy and, and, and good feels like, and they get inspired. They get that intrinsic motivation to want to continue making changes and, you know, it's, it's about breaking the changes down into these little bite-sized pieces. Like big life changes are scary, but if you can break it down into, you know, what is one behavior over the next two weeks that I want to create and, you know, implement it slowly like that. Okay. We've succeeded there. Okay. What is the next behavior? And all those little behaviors are adding up to that bigger kind of change. If that all makes sense. I think that uh, well, I'm certainly seeing more often like discussions around, you know, naturopaths and other healthcare professions bringing in elements of coaching because, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and only so many people you can, you can see. So you sort of need a team around that. And I'm also seeing that, you know, we heal better with others. Right. Um, When we're trying to do it on our own, even super strong personalities, we still bump up against our own 
self-protective mechanisms because sometimes our behaviors mm, provide a solution to something deeper going inside and you need somebody to hold space for you to be able to kind of touch into the things that like you've sort of been blocking, whether that be with overeating or that drink to unwind, there's something there that, you know, whether it's the ego or the mind or the body doesn't want to touch into. And, and I think it's, can be really difficult even for a strong personality to work through that internal resistance. But when you have somebody that you can reach out to and is there sort of more consistently to support you along the way, um, that has tremendous uh, power to transform. 100%. I always tell my clients, like, you are the hero of your healing journey. I am simply your guide. I can give you the information and the tools, but ultimately you need to figure out what works with your lifestyle, what feels right, what you see benefit from, you know, I'm going to help to your point, hold space for, you know, exploring some of those limited beliefs, those things that we tell ourselves, you know, sometimes it just takes that outside perspective or subjective, subjective or objective. I always screw that up. Subjective opinion um, to kind of, you know, work through your, your crap. Everyone's got it. You know, we all have these go-to behaviors and um, yeah, it's just, it's, it is helpful to have a guide for sure. So you sort of um, mentioned that, you know, when you saw healthcare providers, they really couldn't explain too much with respect to your, you know, condition. And I'm, I'm, and you said that there was kind of different types. Um, and I'm curious if you could maybe expand a little bit on alopecia and like how it might show up differently in others, like kind of signs and symptoms that people may or may not even know that might be related. And, and have you come to any um, insights, you know, maybe not in terms of causation, but perhaps correlation in terms of like this condition, we see some of these other things aside from genetics, like, you know, any other thoughts or insights in terms in terms of causes or, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious in your research and personal journey, if you've had any kind of um, aha moments. Yeah. So, I mean, so alopecia areata is, it comes in kind of three forms. Areata, which is the, the telltale sign is really circular. Like they look like loonies or toonies, bald spots on the head. Um, that can accelerate to what is called um, alopecia totalis, which is no hair on the head whatsoever. So mine, I mean, I lost 90% of my hair. I didn't quite get to the totalis. And then the kind of third stage, which all of course are like more progressive autoimmune response in the body is happening, um, is un uh, alopecia universalis, which is no hair anywhere on the body. Mm. In my experience of dealing, you know, helping alopecia clients, you know, universalis is going to be harder to bring the body back into balance than areata. You know, the quicker you address and try to bring the body back into balance after realizing that first bald spot without areata, the more success you will likely have, right? Because it's kind of this progression. Um, in terms of, you know, what exactly causes an autoimmune process in the body, 
there are lots of beliefs out there. Personally, in my personal experience has proven to me and what I believe is there are kind of like a genetic factor, which is actually much smaller than most think, you know, there's different studies out there that will say different things, but like anywhere from like five to 35% of why you get an autoimmune disease is up to your genetics. And the rest is actually leaky gut, which is, I believe, a common factor in every single person with autoimmune disease and environmental triggers. So, I mean, that's good news because two of the three kind of driving factors of autoimmunity are addressable. Like we can, we can address them. Um, Leaky gut for me, like that was the big, huge aha moment for me in my healing journey. I think, I think without healing the gut in someone that has alopecia areata or or any autoimmune disease for that matter, you're kind of like trying to, I, I picture a boat analogy, right? And the boat's got holes in it. And you're just like desperately trying to bail out the boat, but you're like, you're going to lose steam eventually. And the boat's going to sink. Whereas if you just seal up the holes and like patch the boat, then you can stay afloat. Right. And I think that leaky gut without addressing that foundational piece, um, that's kind of, you know, the body's just going to continue to go into this negative downward spiral. So I think leaky gut is a huge part of it. Um, and then the environmental triggers piece, like that's a, that's a tricky one for people because of course we're all different. We're all unique. We all have different um, triggers, but you know, modern society, there's a lot of things that are problematic that all of us come into contact with things like standard North American diet, which is not so optimal in many cases, you know, environmental toxins, stress plays a big factor, you know, stuff we put on our skin, GMOs and pesticides on our foods. There are many factors. Um, So it's really just about kind of systematically working through, okay, what are my unique inflammatory triggers? Once you identify those and heal the gut, the body can start to find balance again. Could you, um, could you just maybe expand a little bit on leaky gut? Um, I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. of like somebody's listening and like probably may have in passing heard something about something gut, you know, uh, maybe you could just kind of define, you know, like what a leaky gut is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so leaky gut is essentially a phenomenon when the intestinal wall or the, the gut lining becomes too permeable. So a certain amount of permeability is, is normal. Um, it helps us absorb nutrients from our food, but when the kind of holes become too large, food particles, waste, other toxins start to leak out of the gut into the bloodstream. Okay. From there, your immune system fires a response. It's normal. That's its job to kind of fight off foreign invaders. Um, But it becomes problematic because the leaking persists because, you know, that person is unknowingly coming into contact with whatever triggers, whatever foods, et cetera. Um, The leaking persists, the immune system continues to fire over and over and over again, kind of gets thrown into overdrive and basically an inflammatory situation begins and the body begins to kind of start attacking itself. Um, First and foremost, it's going to kind of present itself like the gut is the center for our health, hands down, like a a problem in the gut will manifest itself negatively elsewhere in the body. 
So it'll likely manifest in some form of chronic symptoms to start. If you think back to my story, you know, the chronic constipation, the bloating, you know, digestive stuff. The, the problem is it's hard to tell because the symptoms are very vast in terms of like how they can appear. You can have multiple um, and they're also pretty low grade in terms of like, I ignored them for years, hoping they would just go away or assuming that they were totally normal and everyone felt generally crappy. Right. And so um, I think the first, you know, telltale sign of a leaky gut is something chronic that you're like literally experiencing quite often, if not every day, you know, you're, you're conscious of it. You're hoping it'll go away. It's not going away. Um, you know, things like digestive issues, brain fog, joint pain, skin rashes, like the skin is definitely, um, you know, our first layer of communication telling us something is off in the gut. Um, you know, insomnia, sleep issues, fatigue, all of these things can be contributed to a leaky gut situation. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's just helpful to, um, like bring the context for, uh, people cause they, you know, again, we may, we underestimate the power of a good poop. Uh, was one of my for things, sure. the other, the other, uh, I mean, it was making a reel, um, for a group program. And I was like, do not underestimate the power of a good poop, you know? Um, so don't underestimate the power of like a healthy functioning digestive and, uh, you know, bowel, uh, system. Right. So absolutely. And don't un underestimate the, your body's ability to communicate with you. Like it, these things are messages from your body trying to tell you something's up, up. And that something is always starting in the gut. So the start there, you know, start looking at that because, it, you know, you don't eventually, if you are genetically predisposed like myself, it could accelerate into something like chronic preventative disease of which autoimmune is, you know, the most common and so on the rise today. Yeah. 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 I think certainly, you know, when you don't know that the, that your body communicates that way, you know, it's, uh, it can be easy to a ignore B, Oh, I'll just take a Tums or something to, yeah. you know, settle down, whatever's going on in my stomach, you know, and then just like continue on. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. because we're not really taught to listen to our bodies. Like we're not taught that like, Hey, our body is communicating. Like if something's unpleasant, it's probably a communication. Like it's that, that is the whole point of having an alarm system. Like it needs to communicate before the burglar is like, you know, like all in there and ransacked your whole house, right? Like it wouldn't be good for the alarm system to go off after your house is empty. You want it like on the second, the window breaks, you want to be alerted immediately. Yeah. There is something danger, danger, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've sort I of looked for like, well, what's the pill? What's the easy solution here? Um, that ultimately can leave us in a situation where we're really having to work hard at getting things back into balance versus if we were, you know, being really um, present and aware. A hundred percent. And like, it's no fault of our own, you know, our doctors, our Western medicine system is like, they are trained to, okay, what's the symptom? Great. Here's the pill that will cover up the symptom. You know, there is a role for Western medicine. I'm, I'm not against it, but I think it's, it needs to be a balance of that whole integrative body approach 
alongside, you know, asking the question whether there's a role for drugs. Because I think in many cases, especially alopecia areata, where, you know, it's not life-threatening, it's not um, degenerative in any way, like, look inside first. And that's really my mission is like, I just want doctors to start asking, you know, the questions about diet and lifestyle changes first as a starting step. Right. So let's, you know, do you have more to add about like the role of food with autoimmune and alopecia? You know, we've sort of obviously talked about leaky gut, but, you know, I want to make sure that we haven't missed any important details when it comes to food. Absolutely. So I think every food has everything to do with it. I'm a strong believer. Food is medicine. And when we know how to use it to our advantage and to you know, to use it to fuel our bodies in a positive way, it's extremely, extremely powerful. And I think on the flip side of that, you know, it can be poison when we abuse it and or don't know how to use it properly. And what I mean by that is I, in my practice, I do a lot around food sensitivities, um, which is extremely linked to leaky gut. They are basically a major driver of leaky gut. And, you know, for those that don't know, food sensitivities are a little different than well, very different than food allergies. Food allergy is like a, you know, potentially life-threatening response, very obvious response to a food when you eat it, you know, the anaphylactic, whatever, all these hives, et cetera. Food sensitivity is basically the body's, in very layman terms, the body's inability to properly break down a food. And that's going to create uh, an inflammatory situation in the gut. And then, as I said, eventually that can kind of you know, accelerate into the rest of the body or, or evolve into an inflammatory state in the rest of the body. So I am a firm believer in, in everything I do in my practice is like my, my programs start with a gut healing uh, protocol. That's a 28 day elimination diet. And the purpose of that is to give the gut a chance to rest and heal and thicken that gut lining back up, lessen the permeability of the gut, as well as to um, identify and remove any potential food sensitivities. Um, there are some really common ones, you know, gluten, dairy, corn, soy, eggs, and yeast are kind of the top six. Those are like my must do's with clients. Um, you know, processed foods, refined sugars are also on top of that. And we don't reintroduce those ones. Like my goal is for people to kind of learn that life without, you know, a lot of refined sugar and processed foods is totally doable and actually tasty and amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think food sensitivities, identifying and removing those hundred percent, like that has to happen. And then from there, it's like figuring out how to eat in an anti-inflammatory way, you know, tons of plant foods, tons of gut healthy um, plants. We know the most, the healthiest guts eat the most diverse array of plants. So it's really important to like mix it up. Um, I use a lot of prebiotic and probiotic rich foods, which were, are essentially, you know, helping to nourish the microbiome in the gut, all that encourage the growth of that good gut bacteria that we want more of, um, you know, foods rich in omega-3s, whether it's fresh berries, um, flax, hemp, chia seeds, those are great sources of omega-3s, wild fish like salmon and herring. So really kind of a, a Mediterranean style anti-inflammatory diet is, is what I go for because I believe that it's sustainable. Um, 
You know, a lot of these like AIP diets and stuff, while I think they can be great to kind of accelerate or kickstart the healing process, they're not a lot, in my mind, in my opinion, a long-term solution. It's not easy to stay on that for life. And also, you know, to some extent can be limiting and, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, prepare certain foods for a certain way for like long periods of time. Um, so having a little bit of flexibility with, with food, I mean, and again, as you were saying for the microbiome as well, right. We want to introduce different, um, different foods, right. Um, what about, so we talked like you, I mean, we mentioned lifestyle factors, but we didn't maybe necessarily go into like what's included in that list? Like what are things we should be, you know, taking a more, you know, taking a microscope and, and, and sort of investigating, you know, ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like foundational pieces, I think like, well, are you drinking enough water? That's kind of diet, but still like, it's very important. You should be drinking as you take a step. I love it. Um, you should be drinking. We should be drinking half of our body weight, at least in ounces. So you can figure out that I'm awful at math, but at least half of our body weight in ounces up to equal to our body weight in ounces. That's just going to aid our natural detoxification process. You're going to. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. I, I mean, yeah, because I, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to totally out, I'm going to totally out myself. I am a terrible water drinker. Um, and I'm not the only one, right. I, you know, a lot of my clients right. do the same thing. Um, can like, how can we get better at this? Like, it seems very simple, but you know, things like well, water's boring or I'm so busy. I forget, you know, there's so many things and reasons why we don't consume enough water. It makes me pee more often. Um, you know, those, you know, I'm, I'm totally with full transparency. Like these are the excuses I get. They are sometimes the excuses I have. Uh, so, you know, what, you know, what tips can you offer us mortals that can't consume enough water? Yeah. So I say like, get a big jug, like a a liter size jug and literally just like, so habit stacking is something that you can do, which is essentially just tying a new behavior change that you want to create a habit out of into an existing habit that you already have. So like when you brew your coffee in the morning, if most of us brew coffee, I'm sure, or, you know, brush your teeth is another example. I hope we all do that. Um, you know, fill your one liter or two liter, like you can buy them as big as you need to buy them. Um, Water up at that time, you know, take it with you to your desk, um, travel with it, all of these things. You know, there's apps that can help. You can put little um, water drinking apps on your phone to kind of make it more of a challenge, like gamify it. People love their games. We are competitive creatures. Um, there's lots of little tips and tricks. If you don't like the taste, like add lemon, add lime, you know, mix it up, add fresh berries. If you want to, it's going to make it a little bit more, you know, fruity. Um, those are kind of the ones off the top of my head, but I think just like 
making it, you can invest in a, you know, fancy reverse osmosis water system, which is going to better the quality of your water. And then I think make you feel a little bit more obligated to drink it because you've made that investment. Um, but yeah, those are my kind of go-to tips. For sure. For sure. Um, and, and I think, you know, sometimes it can be hard to know exactly like how much to drink. Um, and I was having a chat with somebody about this, that like, look at your pee. That will also be a good indicator of if you have enough, like just look at your pee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It should be almost clear for sure. Yeah. It's a challenge, but it's, it's, it's a challenge that, you know, we, we need to, you know, make sure that we're finding ways. And that's why I'm like, how do you do it? And, And so I did, I got like a jug and it has like lines for the time and, you know, I have it on my desk so that like when I'm between clients, I like try to literally like jam it in front of my face so that it's like, uh, I can't say it. I, I notice it all the time, but it certainly drink more water than I would have if I did not put it in front of my face. Yeah. And they make fancy ones that'll like talk to you and say like time to drink your water, like Amazon, <laughs> they've got everything. Totally. Totally. I mean, because this is like, this is a real, yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. So I just want to acknowledge to all you, you know, listeners who aren't drinking enough water. Like I'm feeling you, I'm feeling you, you know, um, water. Um, I, I like lemon and, and lime that's, that definitely helps me to kind of give it a little bit of a, you know, boost in, in flavor. Uh, but you know, let's, let's all make it a personal mission to make our pee clear. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. So yeah, water is that foundational piece. I also think, um, sleep like just that is so, and, you know, having a baby, uh, 17 or 18, 17 months ago, that really proved that point to me. Uh, if you are tired, you are going to make crappier decisions. And there's research around that. Like we make decisions with our prefrontal cortex and our hippocampus. These are significantly affected by sleep deprivation in terms of just making healthy choices. And um, so that's definitely clean up your sleep routine. You know, sleep hygiene is really important. Try to go to bed at the same time. You know, every night try to wake at the same time, get off the screens at least an hour before bed, you know just try to, I try to tell my clients, like, get out of your head and into your hands at least an hour before bed. And what I mean by that is like, I like to save all my dishes and I'll just kind of get into the, the, the dishes and, you know, or fold laundry or prep my lunch for the next day. Like just anything to kind of, that you can do each night that becomes kind of a routine where it starts to tell the body, okay, I'm starting to get out of that fight or flight mode. I'm starting to access the parasympathetic nervous system. I'm starting to cue my body's natural sleep hormone, melatonin, um, you know, sliding into that sleepy state. I think it's just really important to have a little bit of a sleep hygiene routine at the end of the day as well. Um, Stress management, huge, like that was hands down. I think for me, the biggest lifestyle changes I had to make, um, cause I was, like I said, a go, go, go high stress, young professional, you know, movement is medicine. So yoga, Pilates. And I always say just for people, like find a few ways to move that you enjoy and then just move your body and, you know, take the, 
take the pressure off of it. Like it doesn't have to be a two hour gym crush fest, you know, <laughs> like just move your body for 30 minutes a day in a way that you like. And hopefully there's some low impact. And then, you know, a couple of days a week, there's some higher impact where you're getting a sweat on and your heart rate up. Um, daily meditation was huge for me. I, you know, I think mindfulness is the new movement. I think everyone in, you know, a few years is going to be practicing mindfulness the way that they do movement. Um, I just think it has amazing effects on, you know, our nervous system and overall inflammation reducing and, and well-being. So, and then I think the last thing for me was because I was so go, 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 um, really just learning to have some self-care and, and to prioritize self-care and to think about self-care in a way where it's no longer this like frivolous, like who has time for that thing? You know, I think in any healing journey, it's really, really important to take time to actively heal. And, and for me, that looks like self-care, um, you know, both in a routine where you're, you know, doing something that you, you love, or that brings you joy. And it, you know, it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. It doesn't have to be this big, fancy, expensive spa trip. It can literally be as simple as a bath with your favorite book or, you know, a meditation or a cup of tea. Like it can be mini little moments throughout your day where you're just kind of, you know, taking care of you, taking time for you. Um, so that along with my self-care products, like looking at what was actually in my self-care products, because that's a whole other piece of the puzzle and, you know, not to overwhelm people, but you know, what we put on our skin goes into our body as well. So I think once you've got like the food piece and some of those foundational lifestyle habits in, in place, I think start to look at what is actually in your skincare, your home care products, you know, um, cause the, the reality is the, the regulations around that, like there's not a lot and there can be some, some nasty stuff in, in those products that we use on a daily basis from some of the biggest mainstream brands. Yep. Whole other topic for, yes, exactly. A whole other podcast, very different day, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Late, right. Um, yeah. So I do want to talk a little bit about, cause you have some programs. I mean, obviously you've been on this personal journey, you've walked it, you've seen it, um, you know, how, you know, hard it can be, how easy it can be in some aspects. Uh, can you speak to, um, you know, the programs that you offer? Yes, totally. So I have two transformational programs. They're both six month programs. Um, one is alopecia warrior and the other is autoimmune warrior. And they are quite similar, um, with some nuances. Obviously one is specific to autoimmune clients, um, any autoimmune. And then the other one is more specific to alopecia, which is my exact healing, you know, transfer, transformational journey that I took. Um, but essentially with a few nuances, they kind of are broken down into um, three healing phases. Uh, first, I talk to help clients work through healing, healing the body. And so really what I mean here is like looking at those foundational must-dos that we have to make, changes we have to make to like function as humans. Okay. Like, are we sleeping enough? Are we drinking enough water? I'm sorry. I shouldn't say function as humans, but like thrive and feel well as humans. Um, that's basically water, sleep and gut health. Okay. So we look at those first, 
Then we move into phase two, healing the mind. So, you know, looking at how can we better manage stress, learn to slow down a bit and start to listen to the body. So things like, you know, mindset, do you believe that you can heal? Do you, you know, believe that your daily choices have an effect on how you feel? Um, we'll look at movement and how to cultivate habit change and create a daily movement practice. Um, we'll look at mindfulness. As I said, I believe it's the, the next movement um, and that everyone would benefit from some form of it. And it doesn't have to mean meditation, right? Like that's an execution of mindfulness. There are many other ways to, to practice mindfulness. It really is just about getting into that kind of present moment flow state. Um, self Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think presence um, is is really, I mean, it's, 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 I would say presence is like the big umbrella and underneath could be, you know, mindfulness, meditation. But really, I, I think that um, we are all fundamentally looking to come home. Yeah, that's, a, that's a beautiful way to put it to come home. And it's actually my mission. Like the next phase of what I'm doing is how do we bring more presence? Cause I'm a, I'm a somatic, I'm certifying in somatic practices and I, you know, so movement can be mindful sitting and yeah. drinking your cup of tea totally. can be mindful. The idea is, is that we are becoming present to feelings, emotions, sensations, thoughts, our connection to nature, our connection to the transcendent. And I think we need this because we can't tackle the problems of modern day life if we're all disconnected and fragmented in all of these places. I think people are really, really looking, how do I come home? 100%. Yeah. So that's my next mission. But anyways, I, I, I love that, uh, that I that is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, we'll also look at self-care in that, that kind of phase. And then we move on to phase three, which I call healing the soul. And this is really more custom to the specific client. Like my, my both programs are private and really dictated by the goals of the client and where they want to go. Um, but it's around kind of that deeper exploration and self-discovery. Um, you know, I use a tool called the life satisfaction tool, which really just helps people understand, okay, where am I maybe not fully satisfied with my life, whether that's creativity or a sense of purpose or a sense of social connection, my home environment, my career, whatever, like, and, you know, an analogy that I, my, the director of my school said a lot is like, you can eat all the kill in the world, but if you're in some, you know, job that you just hate, you're not going to be a thriving, healthy individual. And that's what I love about health coaching is it kind of brings those two pieces together. The diet and the lifestyle is important, but also like satisfaction as a human being, the joy that you get from living like that is ultimately going to make you feel well and thrive if you are happy there. Yeah. Right. Finding purpose. Yeah. And again, I think that's because we've become so fragmented, because we're so busy, we're so cognitive, we're so analytical, we're so hustle yeah. and get to the success, become a somebody that we've completely and utterly like disregarded intuition and inner sense and feeling. And like, we've just completely forgotten about the body. It's like our head is running so far ahead that it's forgotten. Its body has been left behind. And I think we need to get 
the two things, you know, back in alignment where we feel like we are living all parts of ourselves. Right. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I've discovered my purpose along, like out of my healing journey, you know, so it absolutely played a huge role in, I think my incredible transformation, you know, I've got a full head of hair today and yeah, I get bald spots here and there when life gets stressful, but I have all the tools that I need to first recognize when my body is out of balance and needs some balance. And then, you know, lean into my healing toolbox and pick out the tools that I know I can use to bring my body back into balance and and feel well again and and grow that spot in. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I ultimately want to teach. And it's, and I just want to also acknowledge that it's like a life it's, you know, it is a, it is a lifetime work. We're always working to improve ourselves. And so I'm just thinking because I'll see this sometimes with my clients where they will go really, really long periods of time and they won't leak and they're feeling great. And then they'll have like an episode and I'll say, look, you're not going backwards when you have the episode, recognize you've had the episode and then ask yourself, what are the things on, yes. like that I haven't been doing? Maybe I haven't yeah. been doing my exercise because I haven't been leaking. Okay, great. Maybe set up a routine that you're going to get back on the exercise train. Or maybe you were really constipated that day and it was putting a tremendous amount of pressure on your bladder. Okay, think about, all right, just need to make sure I'm paying attention to my bowels. Or, you know, maybe I'm really, really stressed. And then I had that sneeze and I simply couldn't hold against it because I'm so wound up, right? So I oftentimes tell my clients, just because you have, you know, this little setback, well, the setback is just to help you realign yourself. Like it's a compass, really. Yeah. Sure. If you ignore it, you may go back to kind of the original problem. But if you've been on the healing journey and you understand it, then you can recalibrate and go, oh, I kind of went south. You know, I kind of went northeast instead of staying north. Right. And just like. Okay, yeah. just re, you know, realign and go back to thriving, right? Yeah, 100%. That's why I like that the, the, my programs are six months. I think that's really important is to have that kind of long-term accountability and support from me as your guide, but also just so that you get to, like, it gives you the time to learn how to listen to your body, notice when things are off then sit down, go through, okay, what have I been, you know, what has life been looking like these days? You are able, like, it just becomes this inherent ability to go, oh yeah, I haven't been doing X, Y, Z. Okay. What are my tools that I need to pick back up? So it's really powerful. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm sure there may be some people who are going to be like, Hey, I'd like to know more. I'd like to, you know, follow you and find you and all those wonderful things, where should people go if they want to hang out and see your content or check into your programs? Yeah. Amazing. I love meeting new people. Um, I can be found at yourbestlifewithlisa.com forward slash get started. Um, I'm also on Instagram at yourbestlifewithlisa and actually at the first link I mentioned, sorry, yourbestlifewithlisa.com slash get started. Uh, I'm offering, uh, I offer a free super hand, uh, superfoods handbook. So it's a bunch of my roundup of my favorite healing superfoods. Uh, cause again, food is medicine. So I uh, love to chat and I do free discovery calls as well. So, you know, the coaching relationship, it's super important for us to jive well. 
Um, so it's just get a chance to know me, know a little bit more about what I do and, and hopefully we, uh, we jive well. Yeah, I, that is extremely important, especially, you know, on a journey, like you, you need to yes. have the right, you know, the right person that, you know, so do not underestimate the power of, you know, or the importance of having that discovery a call. I think, you know, um, with any practitioner, really, yes. you want to make sure that there's um, a cohesion there. Um, yeah. And we will put all the links in the show notes. So if you're like, what was that again? How, what, where, where am I going? Don't worry. If you go to the description of the episode, the links to Lisa will be there. So if you're driving, like, you know, just focus on driving, come back to the episode and get, you know, get on the Instagrams later. Okay. No, no need to rush. It'll all be there. Lisa, I want to thank you so much for, you know, coming to share your story and your transformation. And, you know, I think also offering of hope to people um, that there is more that they can do uh, if they're, if they're up for the, if they're up for really taking a closer look at their life. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a lifelong journey. It's lifelong work, but you absolutely, we absolutely have the power to heal ourselves. hundred percent. And of course, I always like to thank our listeners for joining us on a weekly basis. Please don't miss out on any of our amazing guests and conversations. So that's easy to do. If you subscribe to the podcast, which um, there's a link in, there's links everywhere to the podcast. Uh, you can access it on multiple podcasting platforms. But if, you, if you're subscribed, then you will be, you know, it will show up in wherever you're streaming your podcasts. So be sure to do that. Be sure to share out the episode and we will connect with everybody next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.